WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Well, good Sunday morning to everyone, and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And this Sunday morning is a very special edition of My Brother's Crossing radio show. I'm joined by uh, Doug Huff, and Doug is a chaplain with uh, Green Rock Prison, a state prison, a medium security prison in Chatham. And he's become an important partner in uh, My Brother's Crossing, an important encourager in my life. And uh, we just have this opportunity to uh, to share 30 minutes of conversation that might serve to encourage just one uh, that might be listening this Sunday morning. Welcome, Doug. Uh, Thank you. you. Yeah. I'm excited to to be here and just to uh, get an insight into the ministry you have here and uh, just share what God's doing in uh, inside the prisons and uh, however I can. Yeah, that's fantastic. We, we're here in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we're in all transparency. It's Tuesday and we're recording uh, today's episode for Sunday. And uh, we're in Richmond because you and I are attending chaplaincy training uh, that's being offered through the Baptist uh, chaplaincy relations. Uh, yes. Uh, out of Dallas, Texas, and is part partnered with uh, here in Virginia. And uh, you're attending chaplaincy training that's more general, uh, but a lot of the other corrections chaplains that are here are taking part in that training and stuff. Yes. And uh, I'm attending fire department chaplaincy training. Uh, and then we're, there's some activities where we're together. But uh, we will wrap up this on uh, Wednesday and, and head back to our respective homes. Uh, but the experience of it has been fulfilling and enriching in, in uh, just the time fellowship and learning and yeah, there's a lot of great people here and uh, a lot of folks who know a lot of stuff and they're just imparting to us as well as uh, just meeting people and and getting a glimpse into how God's working in their lives. So it's a very encouraging time for me. Uh, I always look forward to these conferences. Uh, and it just reminds you that where you're at and what you're doing is not all that God is doing. Amen. Amen. He's uh, he's working in a lot of different places at the same time. And and it's fascinating to see the work that he's doing on it. On, he wants an intimate personal relationship with us and the work that he's doing in each of our individual lives and how that comes across and connects. And uh, just to see how that materializes and through the relationships. Right. And. You know, the knowledge is great. The conversation, uh, you know, that what we're learning is fantastic wisdom. Um, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I mean, that's part of scripture. Uh, but but above that, for me, has been the, the relationships and either connecting, reconnecting with people that we've met before or, uh, frankly, just having opportunity to meet new people and to, and to learn different things about uh, those that we've come across. And it's interesting also to see. Uh, People express, hear them express their heart for God in all the midst of their personalities. Each one of us different, uh, but a love for the Lord and his work, his kingdom. And people who are actually living out, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Yes. 
such an encouragement through the discovery of that and to hear testimonies that people are able to offer either something that's affected them directly in their own life or something that they've had a front row seat to bear witness to, uh, to see a move of God, uh, just to, just to see how he again, cares for us, you know, the hairs of our head are numbered and he knows us on an intimate level that way. You know, uh, Doug, when, when I think about the work you do at, at Green Rock, and, and I've had the privilege over the last year or so to get to know you through that and, and the conversations that we have uh, as you're going to and from the prison uh, from here in North Carolina, uh, where you live with your wife. And as you're traveling to or from, you you often call and we have conversation about burdens you're carrying or, or you more often than not, you're checking to see how I'm doing. And, uh, you know, it's really been a, a fast connection uh, we've connected and bonded really quickly um, and opportunities that my brother's crossing has been given to come into the green rock to, we don't do what you do, uh, but the opportunities we've been given to come in and be a part of and minister to uh, these men, we've come to love this aspect of our ministry. We certainly have loved to work with you, but uh, maybe have some thoughts about all of that. You know, Paul talks in Philippians one about the partnership and the gospel that he had with the church there and how it brought him joy at every remembrance of that. And I, I use that to describe our relationship and our, my relationship to your ministry and your ministry uh, to mine, uh, because we have become uh, fast friends, but also partners. And we've, uh, I've been able to see and hear some of the things that are going on in the jails and the people that you're ministering to. And that has greatly encouraged me. It helped, it's helped me to see that um, this work is much bigger than just myself mm. and to feel like that I um, can have a part in your in Terry Lee's ministry by being an encourager, a supporter, um, and also uh, doing things together in partnership. Yeah. Right? Because that, uh, God's plan for ministry is never in isolation. Yes. It's always partnership working together because uh, it takes all of us to represent Christ. Amen. To build his kingdom and his churches. Amen. John Bright is a pastor and, and he's also a volunteer at Green Rock through Kairos Ministry. And one of the things he said to me about six, seven months ago is no one works in ministry alone. Uh, it takes uh, it takes the whole team and we never know who's going to come alongside us for a season or, or for a moment. But uh, some people are, are longer term. And, uh, you know, it, it's. Um, yeah, you know, one of the aspects you, you didn't mention, but one of the greatest aspects, I believe we benefit from your involvement with our ministry is your prayer life. And the fact that you cover and lift us in prayer, you're often offering prayer as we're talking on the phone, let me pray for you. Uh, you send me a text, hey, here's, I prayed for you. Here's, uh, I know that when we, Terry Lee and I were dealing with the death of, of her stepmother, uh, you you shared some scripture with me that might uh, serve to comfort people as I was going to preach the funeral that, that Saturday. And, uh, you know, you, so you've intimately been involved in uh, the work that we do. And so it, we're so appreciative. Uh, Terry Lee's not here. She's with our youngest daughter, uh, so she couldn't be 
uh, here in, at the conference this week. She was last year, but she's with our youngest daughter as, as we prepare to receive our third grandchild. And we'll talk about that in a future uh, episode. But uh, just I know that Terry Lee feels very much the same way that, that I do about that. We have a great opportunity uh, to bounce ideas off each other and um, encourage one another to look beyond what we actually see now. Yeah. And I think that's important to have people in our lives who can in some ways mentor us or at least expand our vision. Yeah. And that's really important as we try to move forward in all the social changes that are taking place in society and the ways in which uh, large groups of people in society are looking at the Bible, church, uh, as irrelevant. And I think it's just important for us to uh, look for those opportunities. Yeah. You know, how could we serve God in that way? Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, scripture talks about bearing one another's burdens. Scripture talks about strengthening one another as iron sharpens iron. And, uh, you know, again, we just have those opportunities to, to have some frank and difficult conversations at times. And I know there's been moments when Terry Lee and I struggled in our flesh over circumstances and, uh, you, you've served to give us a word that kind of shakes us a little bit to say, well, no, don't miss this. Don't miss what God's trying to do here. Uh, we need that. Uh, we, we need that. And his word says, you know, again, going back to don't do ministry alone. It's got right. people that come alongside and, and give that edification, you know, speak that word that encourages and strengthens you and, and helps you to, uh, scripture talks about, uh, how verses will come back to your remembrance when, when you're in your, in the midst of struggles, but sometimes it comes back to your remembrance because somebody, a brother or sister will speak it to right. you and, and it'll remind you what you already know. Calls to remembrance. Another thing that's been encouraging this week is there are six of us who are uh, grace inside chaplains here together in a small group when we're not, participating in our classes and it's been neat to hear from them and I picked up one major idea that I can take back and implement at Green Rock that's going to uh, solve one of the major issues I've been facing. Wow, wow. So it, that's just, you know, he simply made a statement about how I do it and so I asked him questions and so that's going to be a help to me. Um, and it's great to see our president, Randy Myers, here and be at the Grace Inside office here in the uh, in the Baptist building in Richmond. It's hard to get the, the whole of you together. Right. I know back in November, the, the majority of you got together for your annual retreat. But this is kind of a, a mid-year, if you will, opportunity to first a handful of you at least right. to come together and share ideas. And again, just express some of the struggles you're having and the work you do. I mean, though. You and I have had this conversation many times before. The work you do as a chaplain working day in, day out on the inside of a prison is much different than the, the chaplaincy work that Terry Lee and I do at a jail or even your prison. Where we might go in for a couple hours and do what we do and, and we leave and, and we might not come back for another quarter. But this is day in and day out for you. And it's uh, uh, being pressed on every side. It's a dark environment, but you're, the, you're a beacon of hope. Uh, and light, you get to be the light of Christ in difficult circumstances. Yeah, certainly try to be, um, and we're able to do that because Grace Inside uh, receives money from churches, foundations, grants, 
individuals and groups that uh, just have a heart for the incarcerated. And so that's important that we're able to do that and partner with the Department of Corrections uh, to provide chaplain services and to, to really be a pastor to the men inside who uh, want a pastor or turn to a pastor in a crisis or when there's a death in their family or, or they're up against the wall. Amen. You know, one of the highlights of our uh, over the last year has been several, but one of them was uh, I think it was back in November and I was there. Uh, it was a Kairos reunion group day and you had the opportunity to baptize, I think, upwards of 14 men. Yes. Uh, that uh, it's been a while since a baptism had been performed at uh, Green Rock. And when we came there as Kairos ministry came into the prison that day, we did not know that was part of the day's activities and and to bear witness to i know you invited me to maybe come come up and and assist you and as i went and greeted each man that had chosen and asked to be baptized i realized i didn't have the relationship with them that you had and it really wasn't for me to do that and just to sit back and watch that personal moment where each of those men declared publicly their faith in a in a risen savior that was an exciting day. Yes. And uh, one I hope will be repeated many times. So uh, in prison, there's uh, there's a stigma against Christianity. Mm -hmm. uh, and so. It's easy to be, be a Christian because the gospel is a free gift from God. Uh, we don't earn it or deserve it, but to live that out publicly uh, amongst people who are have a different mindset and outlook on life and have been in some situations and they think they are their own God. They mm -hmm. think they don't need God and uh, certainly not a public display of it. So uh, for these men to be, uh, to come and be baptized uh, before this large group of people was significant for them. Yeah, it was, it was something to behold. And, you know, one of the things that I hear from uh, people in the community when we talk about the work that we do in prisons and jails is the idea of a jailhouse salvation and that it's not authentic. It's not real. They're not intending a difference. They're just putting on an act. And my response to that is, well, that's between them and God. That doesn't change what my uh, what my calling is to do in that. And I, I Absolutely. know. That, yeah. So maybe there's some thought you have about that. Well, there. That is a temptation for men to uh, declare their faith in Christ and in the hopes that that will help them uh, to be viewed in a better light by um, certain staff or by the parole board or by uh, public if their case comes up or something like that. And I'm sure there, there are men that lack of the gospel because it is good news. And it does give hope. And they may not live that out. Uh, and oftentimes, if, if they are not discipled and if they don't um, hook up with a brother or two in the pod that will feed them the word and help them to grow and help them to face the temptations and crises of prison life, then they may well walk away from that. And it's the same when they get out. Uh, if they are paired up 
with the church, if they find a church that is open to looking at them as uh, fellow believers and not as uh, ex-cons and is willing to open their lives and bless these men, they will be blessed and that will help this jailhouse religion to uh, just be a concept. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's not all that different than people on the outside. And a word you use that uh, often I think we as people of faith get lost in sometimes, salvation is, is one act, but being a disciple and being discipled, becoming a disciple is that commitment to develop knowledge and understanding and your walk with Christ. Right. And uh, if all I do is say, I believe in Jesus and then continue living any way I want to, where's, where's, where's my faith in that? Right. And, uh, and so it's important for each of us that lay claim to the cross that choose to repent and seek forgiveness and receive it. Now, now I've got to do the work. That's the gift I received. Now I got to learn what does this really mean? What does it mean about the Holy Spirit operating in me? How do I live this out in a way that uh, truly makes a difference in my life and in the lives? Because we got to have a heart change. Yeah. And and that's all part of becoming a disciple uh, and being discipled. Correct. When you, uh, everything in life that is worth something is going to cost us. Come on. And Jesus even said, uh, if you want the life I offer, you're going to have to lose your life. Uh, and you're going to have to be willing to be second or third or even last in order that he can be first mm. and Christ can be exalted and get the glory. And when that happens, then the blessings flow out of that relationship where in a prop, when we are in a proper position yes. before Christ and humility and a desire to, to learn and to grow. So the discipleship process is extremely important uh, what, on the street or inside. Mm -hmm. And that comes at a cost. Mm. It comes at the cost of being willing to give up television to read the Bible. Yes. Uh, to give up commissary, uh, that's snacks that come once a week, to attend church service. Yes. Uh, that's being willing to forfeit maybe watching a football game or being out in the rec yard with your good buddy if somebody in the pod is facing a crisis and they need somebody to talk to. Amen. And they reach out to you uh, just like on the street. But that willingness to be a servant and to be there, uh, God just loves that kind of thing. Amen. And he gets excited about it. And not only is the person that we minister to blessed, but we are blessed. Yes. We are fed. Yes. And we are reminded that God is a gracious, loving God. Amen. And he will go to any length to bring us to him. And we just come out of the Passover Easter season where that was demonstrated, talked about, preached about, movies shown about it, uh, stories told about it, uh, and, and risen on the third day. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned again something else. Uh, the idea of salvation is a gift. We can't earn it. There's nothing we can do to receive it except ask for it. Uh, and I've heard it expressed this way. Salvation is a gift. It's free. 
But being a disciple, becoming a disciple, choosing to follow Christ, it's going to cost you everything. Yeah. It's going to cost you your right to get angry. It's going to cost you your right to get even. It's going to cost you right to do things that make you comfortable. It's going to cost you uh, a lot of things that have been normal to your life to that point. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle to begin to set those things aside to pursue things of Christ. It's not automatic and it's, you got to make a choice. Right. Uh, but what a choice it is when, uh, when we follow Christ and we decide to go all in for him, you know, his, uh, his death purchased our salvation. Yes. But uh, the apostle Paul says that we must too also die. Yes. As Jesus said, and that we must reckon ourselves, consider ourselves, make a judgment about ourselves that we are no longer living for ourselves, but we're living for Christ. And that that old man, uh, inner man, is now being transformed mm. uh, by the power of God. So in that giving up, in that losing our lives, in that stepping away from self and flesh, we uh, open the door to the recovery centers and the places that you barely go and take the gospel into county, regional jails and as you transport people uh, across the state to recovery and home and the various ministries that God allows you to be involved in, uh, I see that power of God in your ministry and I hear it in the stories that you tell me and how people respond and how people are making changes by that same power of God. And you can tell when it, it's operating in people's lives because the results and the outcome of these court cases and rehab uh, stays and other things could only have happened with God, his power working in their lives. And that uh, comes about because he's free to work in this ministry, my brother's crossing. He's free to do that because that is, um, at the foundation and core of who you are and what you do is that willingness to serve people as the opportunity comes, as the spirit leads you, not based on what they can do for you or not how you can uh, change the outcome, but you just offer your service, whether it's transporting them or visiting them or you entirely counseling them in person or on the phone or in the hospital, wherever it is, and that same power of God is released through your obedience and faithfulness whenever people are willing to trust him, are willing to give him an opportunity to work in their lives. And that is so beautiful. And uh, in your radio programs, you often share those stories, some of those stories. And that's such an encouragement to me and to any believer who hears it. Yeah. Well, you know, Doug, one of the things that happens in our phone calls, uh, besides bearing one another's burdens, is an opportunity for me to testify. Listen to what just happened. Listen to God, how God moved. And I get an opportunity to express that to somebody. It does me no good to keep it bottled up inside. And I know there's been more than one occasion when you said, okay, let me hear a story. Uh, because you say it does encourage you and, and it does serve to edify, strengthen your faith uh, when you hear. 
especially when you, you might have had a bad day or struggling. I just want to, I just want some, I want to hear the good news. And, uh, you know, we, we've had a number of opportunities where we've been together and, uh, I've heard you say, uh, I saw you there, uh, where I've been busting the table. Well, wh- why would I bust the table? I bust the table so that the people at the meeting can continue a conversation between each other. They can have that time just to spend with each other. That's why I clear the table. It's just a, a way for people to have a, a few more extra moments to have conversation. Yeah, and that's just the beautiful model of Jesus because he said, I came not to be served, but to serve. Yeah, yeah. And that is a witness to people that you're helping that maybe they can pass it on. Maybe they can see themselves having that role, even if it's small, in another person's life who's in crises or maybe even their own family or mm. on their job. Mm. Mm. So it's um, it's a great encouragement. And I hope that uh, the Lord will continue to speak to people's hearts um, to want to support this ministry because mm. it is so vital and uh, you are not, you're just simply living by faith and depending on God to provide the need for the day and for the month. And I just believe that we've only seen the beginning of what God's going to do with my brother's crossing. Mm. I believe that uh, this year is going to be a, a great year of expansion. And that will bring with it its challenges, but it will also increase the scope of your ministry. And the more people are touched by this ministry, uh, the more people will turn to it in their time of need Mm. or when someone in their circle of influence has need Mm. that maybe you can help in that area. So um, I'm super excited about what God's doing in my brother's crossing and how you and Terry Lee are while facing hardships and uh, making decisions that you don't want to make. You're still day by day uh, willing to serve even if it only changes one life. Yeah. You know, you, you, you mentioned the hardship and, and I've witnessed in my wife uh, struggling in, in this time, in this last couple of weeks. And we've talked about that a little bit, but she's persevered and pressed in and continued to serve when the call has come. Yeah. And, and that's what we're expected to do. Uh, yeah. Some days we don't feel like it. Some days we'd like to just say, I've had enough and let me just sit back. But if he's given us something to do, it's it's our responsibility because he did it for us. Right. Uh, it's our responsibility to step out in faith and just trust that he's going to help us overcome uh, our feelings, our emotions in it, and and allow us. And something magnificent will result. Amen. And and it may not be magnificent on a grand scale, but in the moment of one person's life, then that's magnificent. And I think it's important for people to know when they are listening to this program that you and Terry Lee go through the same struggles that any other person goes through, you know, whether it's finances, whether it's family health, whether it's uh, disappointment, it's the same. Yes. Uh, But in giving to other people that helps you to receive what you need to receive and to uh, focus on the work God's given you to do. Yes. And not just, 
hang it up on every day. Yeah, no, it's it's that's spot on, Doug, and I, I appreciate it, Doug. We've got about two minutes, a minute and forty five seconds left. Uh, why don't you take the balance of the time and just reflect on whatever's on your heart? Well, I thank you for this opportunity today, and to speak into some people's lives, maybe. If you're not supporting a local church, if you're not supporting uh, local ministries, you're missing out on a great blessing and your obedience to be generous with the blessings that God gives you will open the door to uh, expanded blessings, not just in your life, but in the lives of people that you will never know until you get to heaven and you'll never know that you had an influence. In. And so I, I just want to encourage the listening audience today. Uh, to be faithful to this ministry, uh, to listen to it and to learn from it and to share with other people how it's blessing your life. And then as God leads you and gives you opportunity, he blesses you, then bless this ministry because it is vital and it is making an impact. It's humbling uh, to have somebody reflect in that way. Uh, you know, again, we've had conversations about things you've observed uh, and somebody with your background and your faith uh, that you've lived for a long, long time to just express some of the things you've taken away from bearing witness to what we do. And it's just uh, it's it's incredible uh, to have that kind of feedback. Uh, you know, as as you've listened today, we hope that something has been said that will encourage you in your own walk. We hope if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you'll reach out to a church you'll reach out to somebody that, you know, has a faith. And uh, we just look forward to what, uh, what God is doing and, and all he's going to do in the week ahead. God bless you. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God, love people.